0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Marico, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now.
1: You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Hey, make sure you check us out online, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. Martha, as we go on to the podcast today, we should tell people about the Awaken Podcast Network. It's kind of a new and brewing thing here. It's kind
2: of a secret um, that we're telling our friends about right now. So listen in on our website, iworkforhim.com. You can find a tab for the Awaken Podcast Network. And this is a place that we have, Jim has taken a lot of time curating. Um, Podcasts that we're finding that we know about from friends and different places that we found that are talking about faith and connecting it to work in one way or another. It may be different industries, maybe different um, slants, different interests, female, male, whatever it might be, we are excited to be able to have a hub of places where a place where everybody can go and look for something that can help feed into your life beyond what you already know about, and um, just giving them ability to search and look for different things. So go to the Awaken Podcast Network and check it out.
1: AwakenPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, it takes a tremendous amount of faith to start living out your faith at work. It takes faith in Jesus, and it takes faith in yourself. It really takes faith in your faith to put your faith where you work. But what are the steps to putting your faith into action? Tony Dale is one man who's put his money where his faith is more than one time in his life. And today he's going to give us seven steps to putting our faith where our paycheck comes from. Tony Dale from Sedera Health, online at S-E-D-E-R-A.com, Sedera.com. All right, Tony Dale. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving week as we go and talk about faith. You wrote a devotional for your uh, group, the two groups that you represent, Sedera Health and the Caris Group. And I want to dig deep into that. But I wanted to start with a little bit of your story, Tony Dale. When you and Felicity had your doctor's practice back in the UK, how much did faith come into play to making your practice
0: work? Jim, that's a great question. And it's actually a very different context to what I find myself in over here. Uh, Because in the British system, uh, obviously, I'm an employee of the government. Uh, Britain has a single-payer system. Uh, and as a family doctor, I was assigned my patients. Uh, I didn't really have any choice in them, and they had limited choice in me. They they were allowed to leave. A new member could choose to come to my practice. But uh, basically, for 95% of people, they're just where the government put them. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, as a doctor and you go into a practice, the, the issue isn't, is my practice going to work financially? Uh, The the issue is what else can you really bring and build into the practice that uh, enhances the doctor-patient relationship, and in my case, uh, created what I hoped would be a practice uh, that would really open the door uh, for the message of Jesus to to be communicated, whether through words or whether just through the actions of of being a good physician.
2: Hmm. You know, it's always interesting to hear that perspective, because we don't know. We don't know what it was like um, for you there. But you had a a physician's practice in the UK, and then God kind of told you to shut that down and move to Texas. And so since we're talking about faith, how much faith did it take for you to take that step and leave what you'd been doing and make a move to Texas?
0: Well, I, I, I think if I was trying to be accurate in terms of how much faith did it take, it takes faith like a grain of mustard seed. Um, you know, uh, faith is not an easy th- thing to measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I think the reality for most of us uh, is that if God didn't give us that faith, uh, I'm not sure if we would have any to start with. It, it, it's as if everything uh, is a part of the the goodness and graciousness of God, that he let's faith begin to stir inside us. Uh, when, when Philistine and I heard from the Lord in really extraordinarily clear ways that he wanted us to move over here to the States, um, you know, the, the the issue wasn't how much faith, if I can put it that way. It, it was a simple uh, choice of obedience. Hmm. Uh, and Acts chapter 5, verse 32 says, and Uh, how much more is the Holy Spirit given to those who obey him? For us, that's really where the faith came, was just saying, okay, Lord, you've made this clear. We're going to obey you.
1: Okay, but you're downplaying this a little bit, Tony Dale, because (laughs) moving from the UK to Texas is like moving to the moon. I mean, seriously, you moved 35 years ago when you moved to Texas. I mean, that was just another... I mean, I understand, I, I, it took faith to be obedient, but that it had to have been a little freaky for you. It. it had to just been, okay, <laughs> Lord, uh, it, it had to be more like that Indiana Jones Temple of, uh, or the, in the last crusade moment where he had to put his foot out over the great chasm and just take that step of faith, not knowing there was a clear uh, pathway across. It had to be a little freaky, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, when, when you're the one taking those steps, uh, maybe for Indiana Jones, it was a, a little more difficult than it was for us. I have no idea. I, I don't like heights, so I wouldn't have wanted to step out into that chasm. Uh, but, but for us, once we've heard the Lord on something, uh, Plessy and I are both pretty natural entrepreneurs, meaning uh, we don't mind change. The change isn't threatening. Uh, I, I think what would be threatening, uh, certainly it would be boring, uh, would be to never have any change. And in, in our experience, the opportunity to follow the Lord, to take these steps in faith, uh, you know, uh, is it, just a delight. Uh, I think I may have said before on, on your show, Jim, that uh, uh, I, I've never forgotten how John Wimber used to tell people that he spells faith. Uh, he said, you spell faith R-I-S-K, Uh, And yes, we we took a risk when we came over here, Uh, but it's a risk that we were more than happy to take. When your hand is in God's hand, you know you're in wonderful hands. Mm.
1: I I just wanted you to admit that it was a little freaky scary, but I'm going to have to work on that on you. Okay. Because I mean, it's
0: it's his story.
2: It is your story. That's right. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, but you moved here thinking one thing about your time in Texas that this is where we think God is leading us to be part of a a major house church movement here in, in, in the United States of America. But it really morphed into you creating two phenomenally successful organizations that are working on transforming the way we look at healthcare in America. How... How hard was that faith step when God said, I'm not going to let you start up a, a, a medical practice, I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to, this house church movement thing isn't going to be your number one job, actually had a different plan for you. How hard was that shift?
0: Okay, that, uh, that shift was hard. Uh, we, we had a presumption uh, rather than faith, uh, and, uh, you know, the, faith and presumption can look very similar uh, and I think in our case, it was a presumption that having heard the Lord clearly, we were coming here, we we thought uh, not not so much that we'd start a medical practice or anything like that, but that we would be working with physicians, teaching them how to actively integrate faith and work uh, rather like we had done alongside our medical practice in the UK. Uh, and of course, we, we we fell flat on our faces and. Um, uh, what have been so easy across the UK and parts of Europe and into you know various other parts of the world, when the Lord led us here, uh, that that door was firmly shut. We had no idea it was going to be shut when we moved here, but we just didn't find the interest, uh, and so that was difficult. It was difficult not being licensed over here, and all of a sudden finding we couldn't do what we were both trained for. Uh, it was difficult trying to figure out, well, what sort of work do we do and doing any sort of, uh, you know, menial work uh, that we could find work to do, uh, you know, from door to door sales type things. So, you know, for, you know, a doctor like myself with all of my training to suddenly be thrust into that type of different world. Yeah. And that sense coming to Texas was like going to the moon. Hmm.
2: You know, it's so good to hear, like, you know, we take those steps of obedience, and it really builds our faith. And it really, um, even like you said, I love this. I'd never thought about the difference before between faith and presumption. And, you know, just taking that step and finding out what God has next. So I think that our listeners, there's probably a lot of them right now that are that even can apply that today as we look and say, you know, Lord, I, I think I know what you want me to do next and help me to be obedient with whatever that might be.
1: Yeah, Tony, I read a devotional not too long ago that, that challenged me in a way I've never been challenged before. When you go to heaven, what are you going to miss? And Of course, everybody thinks when they go to heaven, they're not going to miss anything. But have you ever thought about the fact that when you go to heaven, you might miss living by faith?
2: Because you don't need it anymore?
1: Uh, yeah, you, you don't, you're not, when we are in heaven, we're not going to live by faith anymore because we're going to see it all. We're going to be in the presence of God. It will no longer take faith when we're in heaven.
0: Well, I, I don't know if that's going to be true or not. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, uh, is it uh, 14, not fourteen, fifteen, 15, where, uh, you know, it, it talks about as a star differs from star in glory. So it's uh, going to be, you know, that way in heaven. And, and I don't think that we've finished our growth when we go to be with the Lord. I, I think in many very real senses, we may have barely begun. Uh, and so, you know, if eternity is an opportunity to grow in every area, uh, what, what's that going to look like? Uh, I think it would probably be pretty boring if the very fact that we're there means that we have all the answers. You know, at, at one level, you know, the answer is in God and you're in, in his presence. But, but what tasks is he going to give us?
1: I just was putting out a thought. Just didn't know which way to go with it. Okay, all right. Now you recently wrote a devotional series for your for the Sadara Health for your groups there and at the Caris Group. Mm-hmm. By the way, I just want to make sure you guys know we're talking with Tony Dale from Sedera Health and the Caris Group, the founder of both of these organizations. If you run an organization or you are involved in an organization and you're sick and tired of your health insurance options and you want to find some better way to provide health care for your people. You need to check out Sedera Health, and I don't say that lightly. I'm telling you, you need to check out Sedera Health, S-E-D-E-R-A.com. Changing the way you think about bringing healthcare to your employees, this is a way to bring corporate health care sharing to them. It, it, it will revolutionize the way you provide benefits. You got to check them out online. Tony Dale got this directly from God, and it is now helping tens of thousands of people across the country. Sedera.com. Martha.
2: Alrighty, so we're going to talk about this devotional that you have written, Tony. Um, So who, who? I guess I'm just curious, so people kind of know you wrote this for um, to share with your employees, or just something that God laid on your heart.
0: Uh, No, no, I I really didn't write it for the employees. Although some employees will see it, Um, I I wrote it for a blog site that I have, uh, Tonydale.com, and I. I I share thoughts and ideas on on the blog site uh, on a variety of different areas. Obviously, I'm very engaged in the healthcare world, particularly uh, trying to find people uh, ways to get better access, greater value at lower cost. Uh, And so I write into those areas. I I write into faith at work. Uh, I write about house church movements because we've been so involved in them. Uh, and so, no, my th- my thinking was that uh, you had asked me, actually, to uh, write some thoughts about the nature of faith and work, uh, and that I, I wanted to find a way to encapsulate that uh, very, very simply uh, into a devotional format, mm. uh, to give people an idea, really uh, a, a tweet, if you like, that was going to be short enough that anyone could, you know, think about this in in sixty seconds or less, uh, but that it would give them something really worthwhile to think about uh, throughout that day. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. So, what is faith?
0: Well, Hebrews eleven one, it, it's the uh faith is the substance uh, of things hoped for the evidence of things not yet seen uh so you know that's that's a, a lovely poetic answer uh, <laughs> but uh it it doesn't make it easy necessarily uh to, to grasp and and you know that's part of what I was digging into in in the thoughts that I sent to you for, uh, that devotional series
1: mm-hmm. so dig into it you, you kind of came up with seven you kind of tore apart hebrews 11 and came up with seven real attributes of faith and kind of dug into them deeply why don't you just share some of that depth well, let's start with so day one you wrote about faith is the substance of things hoped for what does that look like in real life in our work
0: well, I mean, let's take something like when, uh, as you put it, Felicity and I really stepped out in faith to, to come here to America. We we hoped for certain things. We've been very involved working with physicians all over the country, in, in the UK and elsewhere, and we hoped that we could really uh, have an impact on physicians over here. You know, specifically Christian physicians, and, and teach them how to integrate, uh, uh, you know, life and work i i you know in the uk i would literally seen hundreds of my patients come to the lord uh, and we thought you know what an awesome opportunity to be able to teaching physicians over here similar steps okay there's nothing wrong with hoping for that okay it's the substance of something you hope for the evidence of something you've not yet seen now we had not yet seen what God was bringing us to America for. But okay, the, uh, the evidence of what we were hoping for was that we had already seen how God can bless in a life. And if we were willing to step out in faith, come to a new place, into a new context, to uh, sort of obey God in the way he was gonna take us, that surely there would be at least as much blessing, if not more, even if it ended up in a completely different area. Hmm. So those first nine years here, you're holding on to something. That substance is God. Okay, but you don't know quite where God's taking you. Uh, But it's going to be better than you imagined, not worse. Uh, and, And that's kind of the uh I, I don't know what the right word is here The the tension the battle of faith mm-hmm. uh, isn't a presumption that you can force god into doing what you understood or expected but rather that if you'll follow him the substance is going to be way beyond anything you would dare hope for or, or imagine
2: mm. all right so let's go t- thank you for sharing that i want to just keep moving through some of these so fate, the, number two. Um, the day two faith is the evidence of things not seen how can we look at that in terms of what we're doing in our work
0: wow Uh, i mean in the path of an an entrepreneur everything is a step of faith and there are there are many biblical principles that you know even uh, modern Uh, should we say, positive thinkers or, you know, those uh, futurists who, you know, like to write about where, you know, business is going, this type of thing. There are principles which are true, whether or not you've yet understood that God is really the power behind those principles. Uh, So, you know, you could listen to a Norman Vincent Peale, who, of course, you know, was was a godly person. Um, uh, but uh, you, you might not hear the God language in, uh, you know, some of what uh, a Norman Vincent Peale wrote, or if you listen to a Peter Diamantis today and some of the others coming out of uh, Silicon Valley who write about, you know, massively transformational purpose. Uh, th- this is having having vision. Uh, they, they talk about creating things, uh, but they don't use biblical language because, Uh, I'm guessing many of them don't really know the Lord yet, but they've seen some of the principles. When you have scripture to then interpret what those principles really mean, you begin to see that, you know, by faith, God created the world. So that's what that passage goes on to say. Uh, And and so all of a sudden you're, you're understanding the basic principle that everything begins as an idea. Actually, it begins as an idea in God's mind.
1: Well, and let's, as we're talking with Tony Dale today from Sidera Health, check him out online, either TonyDale.com, I forgot about your blog site, TonyDale.com, or Sidera.com, his amazing organization that's transforming healthcare in America. All right, day three, you write about, through faith, the people in days of old earn a good reputation. Why is a good reputation, what does good reputation have to do with faith?
0: Okay, well, that uh, that's really uh, an interesting question, because a good reputation is incredibly valuable, especially in business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your your word is your bond in business. People are looking to see if you uh, deliver on who you claim to be, not just what you say. Uh, You know, the old actions speak louder than words. Uh, uh, or, or even, you know, what's uh, ascribed to you know Saint Francis of Assisi—that uh, you know, in everything you do, type thing, speak uh, about the Lord, and if necessary, use words. So you know, we're we're used to these concepts, uh, but it it takes on a new dimension when you understand that. For the entrepreneur, what we're seeing, we're casting a vision of something that we believe is possible, but which other people probably can't see yet. When I started Sadira, pretty much everybody told me I was crazy. You know, you're taking on uh, the insurance world, you're taking on government, you know, you're trying to to do something that, uh, you know, nobody's done in business before okay but by faith you draw other people into this journey with you uh, and so i think that's what that uh, a verse like that would mean
2: so you know i th- i think it's just important to stop and just say you know it's imp- we need to realize that the scripture is full of things that we can apply in our daily life and this is just one example that when you really pull it apart and nail it you know look at phrase by phrase even here in hebrews 11 um, there's so much that we can apply in our daily life. And we always think about that as being our home life. But we're talking about in our work, how we can see the scripture played out. So I love these principles.
1: All right. And we're running out of time. And I want we still got four days left of your devotional. And, and, and we're going to share these as part of our power thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. the, the week of uh, December the 14th, 2020. So they'll be out there on our Facebook page and things like that. It, it, day four, you say, by faith we understand. What do we understand?
0: <laughs> Not right. a lot, yeah. right? I, mean, <laughs> uh, I I I love the way you're, you know, just like I did. I just took a phrase, you know, by by faith we understand. Okay, um, I'm I'm in the the middle of uh, raising money. Uh, you know, a few years ago when I began thinking about this process. Uh, you know, it'd been really important to me that uh, we were formed uh, as a company with only ordinary shares. And I told all the early uh, uh, shareholders, it was basically, you know, close friends and family type stuff, a true friends and family round. Um, hey, we're, we're not going to do this in a way where someone who comes in later, who's not taking the same sort of risk as you, is given preferences over you. Uh, so, uh, now I'm, you know, into a place of raising money, uh, and you're hitting the reality that typically the investors want special preferences. Yes, they do. I remember when I went to the people that uh, uh, I wanted to work with, and I said, well, you know, we only have ordinary shares, and that's all we're planning to offer. Uh, and I said, uh, you know, if if our concept, if our journey, our story isn't exciting enough that people want to invest uh, the same way the rest of us who invested, then we don't want them as investors. Uh, and, you know, to begin with, they said to me, well, nobody will buy that. But by, you know, by over time, as they watched us grow, they said, you know, you're, you're going to get away with this because your story <laughs> is that powerful. And uh, because and so it was, was God's
1: action. idea. It was also God's idea. That's how you're going to get away with it.
0: A hundred percent. So by faith, we understand. We we see something which other people say isn't necessarily possible, but we say, no, with God, all things are possible. And in fact, when we went to go for money, uh, we decided we're, we're not gonna uh, create new shares. We're not gonna do- have a dilution event. Uh, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna borrow money because we believe that uh, the banks or whoever will be happy to loan us money at a very reasonable rate in today's environment. Uh, because this is a really strong, secure business. Why why on earth would they not lend us money? And lo and behold, that's exactly where we find ourselves, that uh, we're being offered, essentially, I think, uh, a rate which is, it might be better than my mortgage. Uh, And, you know, uh, I'm thrilled to bits, and we're being offered millions of dollars because they can see we've lived up to our word. You know, those previous... uh, Thoughts, if you like, that you pulled out of the nature of faith have been self evident to people in such a way that they're saying, okay, then you're asking to, to borrow money for growth. We, we trust you can do it. We've seen the history.
2: Well, you know, and I think that's one of the keys. And I, I don't know if we're going to go through all of these, but just this whole conversation about, you know, good reputation and understanding that, you know, you have been faithful we when we re- that's really what we're talking about being faithful in all the areas of our life is being full of faith and walking that out in our everyday including our work and 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 often we say especially our work because look at the influence that we can have in that sphere if we're living it out full of faith
1: Tony Dale, you have written about faith and you have walked faith. Today, you've shared amazing stories of faith, even even right from the beginning where somebody said there's no way you'll succeed doing what you're doing. And now almost 10 years later, you're succeeding in doing what you're doing. You're transforming the way health care is being provided to employ the employees of America. We, When God says we got to do something As you said at the beginning When you just said It wasn't that much faith Because God said we need to do it We just need to be obedient To move mm. from the UK to Texas It's that same thing When we know God's behind it There's a lot of naysayers And sometimes it's even believers Where you're like No way Never gonna happen You're like This is what God's telling me to do yeah. So I'm gonna do what God's telling me to do Tony Summarize this for The, the end of the show today you've had to make some major steps of faith. You've had a lot of naysayers in your life, people that said, no way, Jose, even though your name's Tony, you probably said, why are you calling me Jose? So <laughs> I, you've had to take steps of faith, but God's not done asking you to take steps of faith, is he? Uh,
0: well, I hope not. Uh, it's been an exciting journey. Uh, I, I think if I was going to summarize people tend to think uh, of faith as taking a step into the dark. Uh, I I would just change that and say, no, faith is taking a step out of the dark into the light. Mm. You know, without faith, what do we see at all? Where, Where it's a life without God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because those who come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11, 6. And so faith is the, our privilege of stepping out of the dark into the light.
1: So powerful, stepping out of the dark into the light. And it's so true. But until you've taken that first step of faith, it's, freaky but once you've taken that first step it's easier to take the second step it's easier to take the third step and those steps end up being bigger and bigger and bigger and when it comes to taking that step of faith in your work and when you see that god wants to be involved in your work every day it makes work so much more exciting tony dale we're out of time we were out of time a long time ago but that's okay you are just so grateful for you sharing your story today for just bringing a little bit of your story into learning about faith in Mm -hmm. our work Mm -hmm. thank you dr
0: tony dale It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Make sure you check out Tony and his team online, The Karis Group, and Sidera.com. Sidera.com. S-E-D-E-R-A.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him.
0: him. number 4, Him.com.